This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Let's go! And welcome to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. I'm your host, Hannah Mooney. And as always, I'm stoked to be here and be bringing you an hour or so of arts chat covering all the cool creative things happening in Kirikiriroa. On the topic of cool creative happenings, uh, I'm very pleased to be joined by a friend of the show, uh, second time on the show, I believe, uh, Ray Powell is here, and uh, Nick Bray from Bold Theatre. Kia ora, guys. Hello. How's it going? Good. Great to be here. Yeah. Good to be back. Yeah, it is yeah, good yeah. to have you back. I feel like last time I had you in was for um, last year's Bold offering. The Bold Experience. The Bold Experience. Which should have been... About this now. show. Which should have been this show. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, One year late. Assassins. Yeah. Worth yeah. the wait? Hopefully. Definitely. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, Bold Experience, was it October? That no, that was, one was on? Or was it August? It was, yeah, it, was it was around the same, this time. The same ah. weekend, I think. Yeah, we was. had it all booked in. Oh, we had it cast. I don't know if we'd started rehearsals. We were very close. We had it cast yeah. anyway. And then um, that C word came along. <laughs> and so we put it on the back burner. And luckily the cast that we cast yeah. back then have stayed with us. Oh, true, I so, didn't think to ask um, that. So they've had 12 months of rehearsal. Yes, yeah, so they're all going to be perfect. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> Guys. They may have peaked a bit early, but I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No pressure if you're listening out there, uh, Assassin's yeah. Cast. <laughs> but, um, no, the Bold Experience, you did have some songs from Assassin's in that, right? I feel like you guys did the gun song? We did, gun we song. did the gun song. I believe that was the only one from Assassin's, Assassin's yeah. specifically. I think there were a couple of songs that uh, some of the... Assassin's cast mm. who were then in the Bold Experience sung, uh, which were kind of similar in characterization. Yeah. Um, the song that Creed Fletcher uh, sung for memory from, um, what was it from? I think it was from Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, yeah. That had a similar kind of, of moody, intense vibe to uh, what he sings in the gun song uh, for Assassin's. So I think we were able to play on that. A little bit. So, you know, Assassins, it got rescheduled and it's opening in a week. It's been a long time coming. There's a degree of pressure, I imagine, a degree of excitement, though, and relief. Definitely relief, I think. <laughs> I think so, we're yeah. Nearly there. You know, it's it's going to happen. And I, I think it's been on, um, been certainly on the, the minds of us for a while now. And I know it's been a, a bit of a passion project for Kyle mm. Chun, who's yeah. directing it. And I feel like he first floated the idea with me over two and a half years mm. ago. And um, so that probably means there were conversations happening with Bold over two and a half years ago as well. So it's, um, yeah, it has been a long time 
in the making. To yeah, bring because this time we were sort of aiming for this time last year because of all the craziness mm. that was happening in American politics, as we remember or yeah. choose to forget. And so it would have been perfect timing. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a good segue though, because you're talking about last year American politics. So it's a, it's a good time for me to ask what Assassins is actually about. For, well, so for those of us, Assassins is a a concept musical. Um, which basically, you know, sort of as opposed to a musical that has a, a really nice, neat beginning, middle and end narrative, it's sort of more based around a, a particular idea that the writers had. Um, and essentially it's, it re- or it not reimagines, it imagines for the first time, as it were, what would happen if all of the, or a large selection of the people who have uh, either assassinated or tried to assassinate the President mm. of the United States met together in this kind of purgatory-like limbo fairground bar, I suppose, sort of has that mm. um, kind of vibe and, and the way in which they interact. And uh, it sort of functions a bit like a musical review where they each of the characters gets up and, and sings a song that tells their story um, as to why they tried to uh, kill the president or why they did kill the president. Um, and there are a few... Um, sort of moments where they come together and they interact with each other and um, and they sort of look at how that sort of crazy cast of people might interact with each other. Um, for, for memory, for, from reading about it, one of the key themes of the show that they wanted to, the writers wanted to explore was that all of the assassins, I think this is a Sondheim quote, might be from the um, the book writer, was that they were all Americans. Mm. In a, and I think he uses the term, they were all pecu- peculiarly American. So the sense that what they feel comes out of what America is and it goes a bit far or it's reinterpreted in the wrong, or it's interpreted mm. in the wrong way and, and then they do these... And the audience will know some of the characters, of course. They may think, I don't know anything about assassins, but they'll know, um, you know, there's John Wilkes Booth who um, assassinated Lincoln. At a theatre. At a theatre, of course, yeah. By a bad actor? (laughs) Yes. (gasps) Okay, say no more. Um, You know, there's Lee Harvey Oswald, there's John Hinckley Jr. who was Mm. nuts. So there's there's their stories and then there's other ones that are a bit more obscure. Mm. So to to summarise or hand-splain, um, uh, what what I've got from that is Assassins, it is a musical that's kind of looking at the American dream embodied by um, uh, infamous assassins and would-be assassins. Yeah, I think so it's, it's, it's kind of summary. Yeah, it's kind of looking at um, America in the time that it was written and kind of embodying that through people who you wouldn't expect to encapsulate that, which I guess is the point. Yeah, and I think it, it sort of aims to demonstrate that, you know, we've we've got, or America has this concept of the American dream mm. that promotes certain ways of living and of being, and it kind of shows what happens when that dream is not fulfilled, potentially, mm. or is... Um, taken in the wrong direction or yeah. is misread by someone. And there's a, there's a, you know, without giving away too much, there's a, a lovely little scene towards the end of the piece where 
we sort of see a slightly different side of the assassins, which is maybe relating to other citizens citizens of of America who also believe in that dream, mm. but don't take that that step into the, madness. Yeah, that so, next step, mm. kind of over the line, and yeah. like obviously, it's set in America. It's about um, the, the American dream, in quotation marks, and American assassins or would be assassins. But I feel like the at its core, this kind of concept of how far you will go to achieve your dream is something that a lot of people will understand not necessarily relate because it's all very like um it's kind of put in a scope that's not very realistic yeah well i think certainly that's yeah i think that's a good way of putting it certainly there is this idea running through it of that and I think this probably is as relevant in 2021 as it was in early 90s when it was written that, yeah. you know, we live in a, a culture and a world where people are told they can sometimes do what they want or mm. dream it and it will happen or something. And so there mm. is that kind of tension between what if, you're, what if your dream's not very good or what, yeah. if, you know, what if, it, if it hurts other people. So it does um, sort of explore that and... And I think, it, yeah, as I said, it explores what happens when people are told that they can't have their dream mm. or that their dream um, cannot be achieved and they sort of come to that realisation and they snap. And <laughs> in the um, some of the, a lot of the publicity I've seen um, around your guys' season of Assassins is that it's bold, dark and hilarious. Yes. It is funny. It is. And it it's is just very, those are three is, words you don't expect yeah. to be in one Altogether. sentence. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of the humour comes from seeing these larger than life characters mm. um, and seeing characters who are slightly on the edge or, or very much so on the edge um, and kind of recognising their, um, you know, their sort of lack of alignment with the real world. Um, I think we sort of get some dark humour from that. But then also just seeing how they interact with one another, you know. You put, yeah, you exactly. put 10 exactly. slightly out there characters yeah. in a room yeah. and it's always going to be, in any situation, it's always going to be slightly amusing if in a dark mm. way. And so that very much comes through. But there's lots of very witty dialogue yeah. and um, very sharp writing as, as always. And so it is... It is very funny. And it's uh, by the legendary Stephen Sondheim. Correct. Um, again, often known, as you said, for the, the sharp, witty dialogue. Um, got a few kind of iconic shows under his belt. And Assassins is definitely comes under that branch. I mean, I'll admit that prior to you guys putting on Assassins, I didn't really know that much about it, but then... It, you know, it went live and then I just went down a massive Wikipedia rabbit hole <laughs> reading, like, about the show and the, you know, the people who it's based on and all the, their lives and stuff. So I, like, massively spoiled it for myself. But no regrets. It was an interesting afternoon on Wikipedia, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think it's... I would also say for anybody who has maybe listened to the soundtrack or watched the odd video or something like that and I know my my parents they had listened to the soundtrack and um weren't quite sure what to make of it it is definitely a show that works like the songs work better in the context Mm. of Mm. of the theatrical performance and I mean I guess Ray you've probably seen that having sat in on various rehearsals and definitely yeah yeah like um I didn't really know 
a lot about the show either until, yeah, we, yeah. until the decision was made that we were going to do it. And, um, yeah, I had listened to some of the songs and then I w- went to rehearsal and I was just like, oh, yes, this makes sense now. Yeah, it falls into you know? place. You know how, like, some musicals, they might have two or three songs that actually become hits and people go around humming them and singing them. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, they sort of standalone songs. I don't think any of these really stand alone as oh. such. But I think once you've seen the show, you, you still might go home humming them, but... Um, there's some there's some cool songs and and such a variety of music mm. and, and musical styles. It's it's very cool. So um, yeah. it seems like a fitting time for me to actually break into one of the cool songs, and then we can get back with the kind of when, where, and where to get how to get tickets. But um, I'm gonna play a song that I enjoy um, from Assassins. It's the one I've listened to the most. It's Unworthy of Your Love. It's a um, nice kind of duet, but not to to each other, which I enjoy. No, and we can leave leave the yeah. uh, the audience to discover yeah, yeah. why it's not to yeah. each other because it does very much sound like it. Yeah, but is half um, of its appeal. Enjoy, Kitty Kitty Dora. Jody, I am humiliated by my weakness and my impotence, but Jody, I can change. I'll prove to you that I can change with one brave historic act. I will win your love now and for all eternity. Love, John. I am nothing. You are wind and water and sky. Jody, tell me, Jody, how I can earn your love. I would swim oceans, I would move mountains, I would do anything for you. What do you want me to do? I am unworthy of your love, Jody, Jody. Let me prove worthy of your love Tell me how I can earn your love Set me free How can I turn your love to me?
Uh, unworthy of your love by assassins. Um, cut it a wee bit short there because I wanted to cut out some spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do it for the people. Um, beautiful song though. It really is. It sort of has this kind of smooth seventies ballad kind of tone to it, which again is this thing that Sondheim does a, a lot of a really um, nice juxtaposition with the fact that there's a two would-be murderers singing it. Yeah. So that's um. John Hinckley sings John that Hinkley, one. Yes. And of course, Jodie is Jodie Foster, Foster, who he was slightly obsessed with. I mean, so, yeah. she's a mood. I can get behind yeah. that. And he did, and the other thing, like, so John Hinckley actually wrote his own songs as well. Um, and I believe has kept writing his uh, own I songs. I think he has a YouTube channel. <laughs> incarcerated or slightly, or yeah. recently released from incarceration. Um I think it remains to be seen whether those songs will be turned into a musical sometime soon. Probably won't be, but it just (laughs) adds to the crazy aura around these people. And the thing I found out when I was doing my little bit of research is that there's about three, maybe four of these real-life people who are actually out in the world now. Oh, okay. Because they've done their sentence and they've been set free. Oh, see, Which is kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I enjoy true crime. So the, the fact that this kind of harks back to things that actually happened mm. is just like a massive vibe for me. I'm like, yes. Yeah, and there's a lot of really good, again, which is probably maybe sort of wouldn't pick up first time you hear the, um, the script or anything, but a lot of details that are referenced by the writers around what what actually happened mm. and how things unfolded um, at that particular point. But I think probably it's a, the kind of show you might need to see twice, <laughs> I'm thinking. I mean, I usually always go to a musical twice because I watch the first the first time I watch it to watch the show yep. and then the second time I watch it to see how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because, you know, I'm very... Uh, I love a good set and I love a good stage crew and so... You know, a good stage crew, most of the time you don't see them. And so then on that second sitting, I just sit and be like, oh, <laughs> are you there? Spot them. <laughs> which, which isn't fair, but, you know, um, that's just my vibe. It's, it comes from a place of, you know, doing stage crew back in the day. And so I understand. And often musicals is when people get the most creative with sets, I find. Or at least uh, more kind mm. of modern musicals. And definitely with Bold, you guys go big. <laughs> but... um before we get into that, actually, um, figured now might be an appropriate time to ask for some key information, like when Assassins is running, where it is running, okay, and how much are tickets. Twenty seventh of August, which is a Friday week, mm-hmm. and it's running through to the fourth of September. 
which sounds like quite a long time, but it's actually only six performances. Yeah, that's like two minutes in musical theatre time. So, yeah, so six performances, and I'm afraid to say one has sold out already, so that's now five. There's only 20 tickets left to opening night, so you've basically got four to choose from unless you yeah. get organised. Um, tickets, that's a good question. I'm thinking probably $40, $40 and $30 concession. Um, concession. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's running at the Meteor, and of it's 7.30pm shows, correct? Yeah, and there is no interval, and it's okay. what runs about an, an hour 30 to an hour 40. Yeah, so just over an hour and a half, so get your drinks in first before you go and sit down, because you're not getting out till it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine it's, it's probably one of those shows where an, an interval doesn't fit naturally because you know because Nick you were saying it's kind of like a musical review right yeah and this, the songs just sort of morph and flow songs and scenes from one to the next so I don't know there's no there's no big showstopper to, mm. to kind of bring down the curtain for the first act or anything it no. kind of just creeps towards the, the glorious yeah. ending and one thing to note it's it is uh, we are saying it's recommended for sort of 16 and over. Oh, yep, um, yep. We wouldn't stop anybody younger coming, but there's a bit of, you know, some, some adult themes. Some adult themes and some a bit of language. language so, yeah. Probably best you know, have a date night without the kids. Yeah, yeah. Or um, if you're 15, bring your mum. Yeah. Sounds you know? good. Yeah. So, do you, you, theatres for the mums. They always get them for free. Um, that's my philosophy, at least. Kia ora, mum. Um, <laughs> no, she gets a shout-out every show. She's okay, she's one of my biggest fans. Um, okay, so I was touching on kind of set and stuff, um, and we've already, we're aware that um, Kyle Chewin is directing the show, and so I want to ask who else is involved. Well, Obviously, so you in two. And the creative team um, <laughs> is myself. Uh, as musical director um, then in terms of the wider creative team we've got Courtney Mayo who's um, I'm not sure what title we've given her but almost like this sort of Everything. show designer <laughs> put it together kind of so okay. I think she's sort of in charge of has been in charge of some set design yep. Yep. Uh, um, costumes, costumes um, props. props she's just doing a bit of everything so okay. people know her she was one of the leads in Chicago of course just recently yep and she was in Dogfight she was in Dogfight she was so she she's was having, a, having a bit of a break from the front of the stage and she's she's out the back doing probably working three times as hard <laughs> so hey, she's doing some everybody's got the right um, <laughs> there's a reference to a song from the yes, show also um, it definitely makes it funnier if I explain the reference, I think. Um, okay, and so when did you guys start on rehearsals for this one? Obviously, you know, way back, but I mean... Well, we, actually, we didn't start way back. I think okay. we had no. got... We had done the auditions, and it was probably only about a week or two later that okay. plans were put on hold. I don't think we even had the scripts or the musical scores, did we? Possibly not. Because they came in from Australia, so I remember them yeah, arriving this year, not. so we didn't... Okay. It wasn't like, here's your lines and your songs, go and ha- you know, learn them for 12 months. That didn't okay. really happen. Because so there, there are a few shows that, have, that happened through yeah. last year. So okay. it has been a, a, a proper rehearsal period for... Mm. Probably about six, six weeks, weeks so. It's been yeah. pretty uh, relatively condensed. There are a number of us involved I was gonna in say, Chicago. That is quite condensed. Mm. Um, so it was sort of a bit of overlap and then kind of really kicking into it mid to late July mm. um, but people have been working really hard it's you know as with all Sondheim it's never really easy show tunes no. um, but people have put a lot of work into um, getting their their 
vocals around the the tricky melodies and um, and how those ensemble parts work together. So it's see, I had um, some people on from a funny thing happened on the way to the forum earlier this year because that's another song time, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it came up how tricky melodies and the lyrics are really tricky. But if it's difficult to sing, is it difficult to play? I think there are sort of some parts which are. And this is, I think, part of what makes it tricky for the singers is there are some songs which the melodies are relatively conventional, but all of the stuff for the piano and the ensemble is quite crunchy and yeah. and dissonant. And so that then throws, you know, it can throw them off or they have to sort of work against, play against that. There are other songs which are a bit more challenging, um vocally um, and are a bit more straightforward musically from my perspective. I think one of the things that he uh, Sondheim does a lot in this show which is a really neat effect uh, in sort of crowd scenes where there'll be lots of different singers basically singing a single line of music but all as little fragments that they are interjecting and kind of arguing over the top of each other so you might only have a third of that particular me- melodic line, but it's sandwiched in between two other people's pieces of, of melody or dialogue or something like that. So you have to be sort of really attuned to what others are doing to jump in at exactly the right moment, mm-hmm. which is not in a natural position where you no. used to be singing, um, but it kind of fits with the other parts, which is, that's, I think that's probably the biggest biggest challenge is, is finding those... Um, individual voices within a yeah. fundamentally ensemble piece. This is good chat, Nick. I feel like this is stuff that isn't usually kind of covered when it comes to musical theatre, but um, with Bold, you know, you guys go big, you're bold, and so I, I think it's good that we take a minute to acknowledge all the kind of little things that go into creating this big picture. Mm. And so, you know... Um, Challenging melodies aside, how's it been going? You know, obviously you're, we're a week out. How's how's the how's the rehearsals been going? You guys feeling well, good? Yeah, I think we Pretty feel good. like we're in yeah. a really good space. Um, you know, we're sort of at a point of starting of really fine tuning and detailing what the actors are doing, and um, and I think it, it took probably you know a few rehearsals for. For everybody to kind of get it, I, I guess is sort of like a, a really basic way of putting it, but sort yeah. of to to grasp what their characters were and to understand how to best present them on stage so that they would work properly. It's sort of in terms of the acting choices, it's not a a, a show that an actor can underplay because no. because then it just looks like someone doing mm. a slightly weird accent <laughs> with a nonsensical character in a nonsensical setting. So are, are, so, are they all doing ac- accents? Yeah. I think. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. 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 Well, a variety of um, accents from America and beyond. So, um, mm. But I think they, what's been really neat to see is all of the different actors find their individual quirks and mm. personalities with the characters and Kyle's done a really great job of helping them bring that out um, and then that's what then takes the show sort of to the next level because it's funny and mm. and weird and quirky and, and 
um, and different. And yeah, it takes takes all the bold boxes, right? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I'm just looking back at your guys' kind of track record. You you your first one was you were in town in mm. 2017, right? And then 2018, I think. 28. 2018, mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're right. You'll know better than me. I and hope, then, yeah, because yeah, Dogfight was 2019. Yep. Yep, and you had God of Carnage. God of Carnage also in 2019. Also in 2019. Um, Old, Bold and Going Nowhere. 2020. 2020. And then The Bold Experience. Also in 2020. Which, yeah. Yeah. And so... I think yeah. I think uh, we can, we might have a bit of a bold fan club out there. I hope so. Yeah. They, they might know what to expect. Something a little bit different. Um, bold beings is that the official fan club name? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I mean, the the whole kind of premise of bold is you're you're doing shows that don't normally get done, right? Yeah. No, I don't think anybody else would do these shows in Hamilton. Like Opera Deck's not going to do them because they're not the big. Blockbusters, which is fine because they've got their, their yeah. shows that they do, which is cool. Um, that or people haven't heard of them, like Assassin, or they, they've heard of them from a distance. So off here, you were talking about how most recently in kind of, um, what's the word, like mass media or whatever, um, Assassins was included in the hit Netflix show The Politician, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I feel like there's probably people who would have watched The Politician and then will be like, oh, my gosh, yeah. they did that show on this TV show and now I can come and see this show in Hamilton. It's funny because I knew we were already doing that when I was watching The Politician. Yeah, yeah. And when they are talking about it, I said, oh, i got to see what happens here. And yeah, the, yeah. the lead guy, I can't remember his name, but he he's, he sung that song that yeah, you yeah. played before. Um, and I'm going, yeah. So it would have been perfect timing you know, again a year ago. <laughs> Hey, you know, good things come um, to those who wait. Exactly. And um, I, I do want, I, you know, I do want to ask about future bold projects, but I think I'm going to break for another song. Um, and for a very important segment on the show, uh, Rick's pick. Um, so I have an uncle Rick. Yes. For those of you who are unfamiliar, you guys have been on the show before, yes, so know. you've had a Rick's pick. But I have to explain to the masses; okay. it's very important, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> But I have an Uncle Rick, uh, he is a big fan of That's the Ticket and big fan of listening to music in general. And when he found out that I got my own radio show, he's like, I'm going to hook you up with a list every week. You can have Rick's pick. And just an FYI, I've been doing the show for over a year. So there's like almost 60, to, to today's the 59th episode. So this is the 59th um, Rick's pick. And I've started trying to go on theme with the picks and so this one it's a song called Eve of Destruction just because I thought it would fit in with Assassins because it's all quite just bizarre and destructive and um, intense so uh, this one's for you Uncle Rick and we'll be back
Don't you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away. There'll be no one to save. Will the world in a grave? Take a look around you, boy. It's bound to scare you, boy. Another great Rick's pick for this week. Um, that was Eve of Destruction by Barry Maguire, who I, you know, hadn't heard of until today, but I'm happy to have my kind of musical horizons broadened. Uh, welcome to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Special guests Ray Powell and Nick Bray are joining me from Bold Theatre's upcoming Assassins. Uh, you're listening to Free FM 89.0, independent community media. Now, we've just been having a solid chinwag about Assassins, which is um, opening on August 27th, and you've already sold out one show. Gone. Just gone yeah, like that. Just like that. Mid-season as well. I know. And uh, you, there's only a few tickets left for opening, so um, if you're listening right now, grab your phone, grab your nearest internet-connected device. Um, because you want to be one of the first to see it, so you can yeah. go and tell other people about it, how good it was. And, you, and when they go and see it, you go, oh, no, I saw it opening night. I was there on opening night. You know? I'd, like, this is off script, but like, I prefer opening night to closing night. What, are you guys more opening night or closing night? What's the buzz? I actually like to see both and see if the show yeah. changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But it, I feel like there's always this kind of everyone's like closing night's the best. But I, I feel like opening night, it's it's a different it's kind the, of buzz in the air because everyone's excited. I mean, I've had some had great experiences <laughs> of performing in both opening yeah. and closing. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure this will be equally as good whenever you come. Or like the day after opening, the second performance. Because then everyone's. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. They've got it. Actually, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every show of Assassins is going to be great because you've got a killer cast. Killer cast, seasoned performers, so yep. they'll do they'll do the business. They'll just and it's it's an entirely local cast, right? Of course, it yeah. yeah. It's bold theatre. Yeah, it's I, think, I think it's also worth uh, noting that there'll be a lot of familiar faces from mm-hmm. other shows, um, but a few a few faces of. Um, of new people, both to bold theatre productions and to um, and to Hamilton audiences as well. Um, so it's a really good chance to to come along and see some of the talent mm. that's um, that hasn't yet graced Hamilton stages. Which I think is one of the great things about bold productions is that mm. it does because of the variety of shows it brings um, brings different different actors and performers to the fore. Well, and on the note of, you know, seeing new faces and not old, well-known faces, is that um, I've been seeing a lot of your... I call them mug shots because they're, like, assassins, but, like, the headshots of all your people in character, and they don't even look like themselves. Well, isn't that great? It's it's amazing. Um, um, that's... Um well, it's thanks to a few people, the the, the makeup and the hair and the costumes, um, and the wonderful photographer Mark Hamilton who just does amazing stuff. Yeah. And, um, but also, well, to the actor and mm. to Kyle because um, I was here during the photo session and there was one character I won't say who just um, and we got his photo in about ninety seconds because Kyle was just saying, okay, channel this, channel that sort of said three different things to him and he just slammed it out and was like, yep, that's exactly what we want. And like you say, you look at him now and you go, is that who I think it is? It's yeah, just, it's, it's just, double yeah. take city up in there. Yeah. And um, shout out to Renee McKinney who's heading up yes. here in makeup. Um, Great job. Fr- good friend of mine. Um, and obviously Courtney with your costume design. And But I, I do want to take a minute to um, shout out to you because I feel like you've been driving the marketing for this one, Ray. And, and no, but it's, it's, a, it's a hard show to sell, I imagine. It is. Because it's, it's not um, your average night at the theatre, is it? Not really. <laughs> um, but I think we, we um, and it's, it's Kyle's doing, we, we latched onto that iconic image right at the beginning, like mm. really early. Um, and got that out there. And I think it, it's grabbed people's attention. It's just like, who's this bad Santa? <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Um, kind of thing. And he's all over the place. You know, he's in, he's, um, in our posters and our flyers, and he's on quite a few billboards I around s- town. I see him everywhere. Which just must scare little children. I don't know how mums and dads explain that one. Yeah. But, yeah. But, so. um, nah, it's it's good stuff. And I can't, I can't wait to see it in the flesh. So, uh, once more for the back, Assassins is running at the Meteor Theatre August, uh, Friday, August 27th to September 4th, 7.30pm shows. Tickets are $30 concession, $40 GA. One night's already sold out. Opening's almost gone. Go, go, go. Go. See you there. <laughs>
And, you know, I'm going to park assassins for a hot minute as we're nearing the end of your time on the show and um, ask, you know, my favourite cheeky question, what's next? (laughs) Even though you haven't even got this one out of the way. (laughs) And and now I I understand sometimes um, people can't talk about this because it hasn't been announced, but, you know. It's yep. it's just me and a few listeners. We do have a show actually locked and loaded oh my for this time next year. So okay. we're, we're planning well in advance, which mm. is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Ah, oh, right. But if you want to find out, there's actually going to be an advert for it in the program of Assassins. So when you come along, see Assassins, look at the program, and there will be an advert for our next show. That was very well done if I hadn't already got my tickets I'd be booking them right now just for the gossip um, okay so you've got there's another show in the works you've, yep. you've planned that far ahead okay that's good and um, anything uh, coming up in the not so distant future for either either of you guys outside of the bold bubble um, well, we'll have a few things happening at WinTech over the next uh, three to four months to round out the year there'll be a few uh, showcase musical theatre showcase performances, Animal Farm, which uh, Kyle is directing for the second years. There'll be Little Shop of Horrors at the Classic. end of the year. Um, so lots of lots of things happening, and, and there'll be a number of the people from Assassins will be appearing in that from students who are doing good stuff at WinTech as well. And I thought I might audition for a show next yeah? year. Okay. A play, because I can't sing. <laughs> Which <laughs> oh. is why I'm not an assassin, otherwise I could be, eh? Oh, you but seem so, like um, you could be in a musical. No, you no, just have that no, vibe. No, sorry. No, definitely not. Well, you just need so, to get so Nick like, to give you some singing lessons. And then well, I reckon, I reckon musicals should just have some, just some acting parts as well, mm. and then that character just goes off when there's a song. Surely we just can, wanders back on. We can get you an assassin. Anyway, you can just might be a bit like, late now. Food in the background. <laughs> Body number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's some plays coming up early next year, I think, that I might okay. try and get in. Okay. Yeah. Best of luck. Thank you. Hopefully I'll be able to have you back and you yeah. can talk about your next play. I could. Um, but thanks for coming on, guys. I know that Thank it's, you. Um, you know, you guys are busy with Assassins, so I appreciate you taking the time to give me the inside scoop. And... Um, I'm going to play you out with a song from Assassins, the finale from Assassins, because, you know, it seems on theme. You guys are leaving. Might as well end with the end song from the show. Um, It's Everybody's Got the Right. Everybody's got the right to be happy. Life's not as bad as it seems If you keep your goal in sight You can climb to any height Everybody's got the right to their dreams Everybody's got the right to be different If you want to be different in jail for that Free country means that you've got the choice Be a scholar Make a dollar 
free country means that you get a voice. Scream and holler, grab them by the collar. Free country means you get to connect. That's it. Means a right to expect that you'll have an effect that you're gonna connect. Connect. Bold theatre crew going out with a bang there. Um, sorry if that gave anyone a, a wee fright. It wasn't my intention, I promise. But uh, that was Everybody's Got the Right, the finale from Assassins. Uh, I was lucky enough to just have uh, Ray and Nick from Assassin, the Assassins team on the show. Thanks, guys, for um, stopping in. Really appreciate um, getting the inside scoop from you guys. Always love having a chat about musical theatre on That's the Ticket. Um, But looking ahead, uh, seeing as it's just me now, I like to um, take uh, a hot minute at the end of the show to kind of showcase upcoming events in Kitty Kitty Door. And I feel like I say this every week, but um, in, in no way is this a definitive guide because... There's always so much on. So I, these are just kind of a few hand-picked events from my immediate sphere. And uh, before I crack into this list, I just want to assure everyone that I will be putting links and key info on each of these events up with the podcast um, of That's the Ticket. So like the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page so you can, you know access the podcast and see all this cool information in case you're listening and you want to get along to some of these cool events. So, um, in no particular order, I feel like a game show host, um, Kashway Letters Home is opening at the Meteor tonight. Uh, it's running August 17th to 19th with 6.30pm shows. Uh, Literary Salon number 23 is also running on the 19th of August at 8pm. And there's a um, cool ticket deal um, thing going on with that one in that uh, L- Linda Chanwai Earl, who is the uh, writer and sole performer in Kashway, is also featuring on the uh, discussion panel for Literary Salon number 23. So on August 19th, they've got a performance of Kashway at 6.30 and then the Lit Salon at 8pm so you can see the show and then have a yarn to Linda afterwards so if you know you're a literary lover a theatre lover or just kind of want to get that next level interpersonal experience I highly recommend heading along to that specific performance of Kashway Assassins uh, obviously is running August 27th to September 4th at the Meteor 
over at Rivoli Theatre. Their fundraising masquerade ball is kicking off on August 21st. Uh, I believe the funds raised from that event are going towards uh, building renovations. Always um, a good thing to support. So if you like going to Rivoli and want to um, see them get a nice new theatre, I highly recommend heading along to that. Um, over at Never Project Space, friends of the show, there's the Wilderverse Wandering at Night. That's uh, Friday, August 20th at 6pm. And then Hamilton Book Month. Uh, this is less of an event and more of a collection of events because uh, August is Hamilton Book Month, which means we're about halfway through. Um, there's been lots of cool literary happenings around um, the Tron and beyond. So if that's your cup of tea. I highly recommend checking out hamiltonbookmonth.com to see all their upcoming events and um, check out our local bookshops or libraries. So Poppy's Books, Browser's Bookshop and Hamilton Libraries, get your read on. I always try to read at least one book in Hamilton Book Month because then, you know, I feel like I'm part of it, reconnecting with my literary roots. But uh, that's probably enough for me. Uh, so thanks for joining me for another episode of That's the Ticket. I've been Hannah Mooney, and I'll catch you next week.
Use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.